Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast. Yo, son, this is your main man from the state of Michigan, the great, amazing, blue. Yes, yes, U.S. sisters, who we are. My main man, Mr. Michigan State himself, Mr. Sean himself, the greatest sports analyst, Mr. Gambler, Parlay, Mr. Tony would say, Mr. Parlay himself. Sean is here. What's up, Sean? I love it to be here, and I love that you had to throw that whole Michigan State thing in there. Yes, I graduated from Michigan State. Most of the people that are Michigan fans never went to that school in the first place, including yourself. Um, But anyway, yes, it was a blowout, and Michigan State was embarrassing. And the worst thing is, why are we showing Hitler on a effing screen during the game? That makes it even worse. But... Michigan State played about as good as the Detroit Lions today. But we'll get to that later. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I think, now, what is the interim head coach for Michigan State? I feel bad for this guy. I really feel. You know, I am a Michigan fan. I'm a diehard Michigan fan. I don't like Michigan State fans. Never liked them. Whatever. But I do have some sympathy over them. I do understand that you got a bunch of kids at Michigan State. They come in there. They had a coach Tucker in there. Great inspiration. Everything goes well. We all know the story. He took his little pecker out. Got too excited about a girl that had a a, a, a an experience or a bad sexual encounter and telling everyone else about it. Don't know really what happened, but you got all those kids at Michigan State, all those athletes in there coming in that school, and then they get screwed over and the thing that sucks is because now everybody's leaving and harlan barnett has i mean i wouldn't wish this upon anybody taking over this situation oh it's tough and we all know we got michigan cheating again also so we'll see what happens there in the the future so (laughs) they won a game you know they gotta steal signs and shit like that too so look look ladies and gentlemen the boys guess let me tell you something Stealing signs is not it's true. What it happened? is not old. It is not old. Yeah, because the Astros did it, and what happened there? Their championships tainted. So if Michigan gets found guilty and somehow they pull a miracle and do not, and they beat a Georgia, which they will not beat a Georgia, they will not beat a Florida State, they will not beat probably even a Washington. But if a miracle, clap, clap, if clap. a miracle does happen and the Wolverines win. And then we come back and they say that they were cheating. They better have a mother effing asterisk next to their name saying that this is bullshit and that it doesn't count. Look, folks. But anyway, Michigan destroyed Michigan State. And look, we are look. inferior, not even effing close to. And Michigan is probably the best team other than Ohio State. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, let me, boys and girls, let me tell you this. For the time of baseball, my favorite sport, I really love it. You always got the second baseman or the guy on second. So. If you got a guy in second, he's going to try to relate to the batter what pitch is coming through. Old school baseball. Old timers used to throw the one, two, three, or four based on the pitching count. I can't focus on that. So, all right, let's think about this. Old school baseball, you got a guy in second. They're going to steal signs, give the the batter an opportunity to see what what the pitch is. Old school. This is not about technology. This is Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, all those great old timers. That's how they used to steal signs. And since we're on stealing signs, just I want to throw this out there. I guess we'll start with a little bit of baseball. I want to give a shout out to Kyle Swarber. He is officially the number one left-handed home run king. It's it's leader, leader for the most home runs other than my main man, Reggie Jackson. Which is insane. Reggie Jackson is very amazing. That guy was a beast. And back in the 70s, back in the 80s, early 80s, late 70s, he, did, he started with Oakland, went to the Yankees, and blew up. That's why Reggie Jackson was called Mr. October. And the thing is, well, you got to say Swerber's Mr. October. Yeah. But the cool thing is... Neither one of us thought that this series was going to be a series. Uh, Phillies took it to series 2-0, and then all of a sudden now we were at 2-2, and then last night the Phillies did what they had to do, and they destroyed them 6-1. Can I just say Bryce Harper is the most deserving 
MVP. I love this guy. I love Bryce Harper. He reminds me of Ty Cobb. A little cocky, a little arrogant. Got a little too cocky with Washington Nationals. And Sean? That's why they booted him out, and that's why the Nationals won in the World Series. And But let's throw this out. You keep saying, and uh, Tony, my, our buddy, will say this over and over again. Now, Bryce Harper is a good player. He can switch positions. Yeah. Kyle Swarber has a very big argument to also say that he might deserve the MVP too. Over well, for what? Home runs? Just home runs? Just home runs? Tell me. Explain your theoretical theory. Bryce Harper, the last time I saw, he was batting 400. So tell me his. Tell Kyle me his. Swarber is the only fat bastard that's huge <laughs> that is a leadoff hitter. Babe but, Ruth. But, He's calling Babe Ruth a fat bastard sorry. too. But that's not the most important thing. Our natural winner that is not going to be talked about very often is their shortstop, Trey Turner. This will be the third team that he is going to take a World Series to because he won it with the Nationals, he won it with the Dodgers, and now he's probably going to win it with the Phillies. Oh, my Lord. Can you say a trifucka? Can you say a trio? Can you say back-to-back-back champions? Who was the last time he did that? Michael Jordan. The, the great, GOAT. The GOAT. The greatest basketball player Greatest, I think Michael Jordan is the greatest uh, advertising basketball player of all time. Is he Luke? Is he is he anything close to Bill Russell? Probably not. But when it comes to advertisement, Mr. Turner is the man, right? I do have to agree with you, though. Most likely, we all know Bryce Harper. Probably, if it comes down to it, and they make it the World Series, you got to look at the batting average. You got to work at the plays. I mean, I'm not trying to sit here and say that Kyle first Swarber even. Is even close to Bryce Harper. He's no, not. No, but, but I. He I, is. I, I mean, to say. I give you they credit. They got a hell of a play. Uh, they I, got a hell of a team. I give you credit. I give you credit for 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 fighting for Schubert because this guy won a World World Series with the Chicago Cubs. Sean and made, already won an MVP. And Sean made a good point. He got cut from the team, and in between the off season and between the the following year. And then he made it on to another team. And now he's with the Phillies. And now you compare him to Reggie Jackson? Yeah, Reggie Jackson. Jackson. I mean, that's a beast mode right there. Ooh. That's beast mode. That's he's not like a right-hander. He's a left-hander. Like, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy how lefties are taking the spot again. I mean, think about this. Bryce Harper, he comes back early in the year. He can't play outfield. He's got a wicked arm. So he can't throw people out in the outfield. And then he comes back. He's got a little mini cast on his right arm. And then he's uh, going to play first base. And first base is not always the easiest. It, it, technically, I think people think it's super easy. But it's not. You have to figure out where you're at. Where is the runner at? How 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 are you going to get the runner out if the pitcher throws the ball to you with a guy on first base? So Bryce Harper... I don't care what anybody says about Bryce Harper. I love this kid. I think he's look. I'm not so crazy finding about this contract that he's on because technically, by the seventh, eighth year of that 13, 10th year contract, your career is coming to the end. And so we can say this about Cabrera. I just want to. I want to play devil's advocate for a second. Okay. Usually, I would 100% agree with you. Okay. Usually, because okay. you're right. Miggy's contract didn't work. Alex Rodriguez's contract didn't work. The, the pool host's contract didn't work. Um, Machado's contract's not working. Tatis's no. contract's not working. But Bryce Harper's contract is kind of working because every single person's name that I mentioned did not get a team to the World Series as many times as Bryce Harper did. Okay, you're None right, of those guys right. won a World Series. Okay, now Philly has not won one yet, but they are about to go back to back. Yeah. So, well, if well, Bryce they Harper... Win well, they didn't win last year. But they were in it. Yeah, but the Braves I'm just saying won. they're okay. going back to back World Series. Okay. Not winning them, just to clarify. Not winning. Okay. Attending. So, none of those players that I mentioned went to two in a row. Okay. Now, if... They still lose, then we can have this conversation and, and say, okay, maybe the contract's not good. No. But if he wins one, maybe it is a good contract. I don't like the. I will agree with you. I don't like long-term contracts. Well, I. But I had to play devil's advocate a little bit. Well, I think eventually what's going to happen is that MLB will figure out that people like Bryce Harper, Mal Cabrera, uh, Pujols, 
you know, having a 13-year contract, doesn't work. 10-years contract isn't going to work. I would I actually would argue or even uh, fight for the ownership of MLB uh, teams to have it like an eight-year contract. And then you have to prove the last two years of your ninth and tenth year. So I know we got a lot since we're talking about these contracts and we still got to talk about football, but I got to mention one thing because we are bringing up all these contracts. Yeah. We all know the only person that's going to be getting a new, new contract that's going to be somewhere between eight and ten years. It's probably going to be a disaster. Who? Who? Tell us, Sean. Tell us. Anatani. Oh, my. And you got to think he's already having shoulder surgery and all that stuff. I mean, is who's going to be dumb enough to give him that ten-year contract? Look, look, I'm going to tell you this. When you play too much and you don't give yourself rest, you're going to break down. You just are. Otani is a beast. He is a phenomenal baseball player from Japan. But you know what? Sooner or later, your body wears out. Sooner or later, you need rest. You can't always be at bat. You can't always be at first or third base or whatever, DH. And you can't always pitch every five games because your body needs rest. So what do you need to do, Otani? This is what I would tell you to do. You pitch. This is what I would tell you. Is I, I, if, if I was your agent, this is what I would tell you. You pitch when the team needs you to pitch. The team that you decided to, to play for should have a five-man roster for the pitching staff. Then you come in, and then you come in and pitch on the sixth day so that you pitch every sixth day and you're playing on the field. I think your bat is much more efficient for the team than your pitching is. And during, during the playoffs, then you go to the five-man roster, and then you become that elite pitcher that that team needs. I don't want you to go to the Yankees because the Yankees f everyone's else career over. They do. They do. Canone ended up doing Jambi. more PEDs and drugs. Alex Rodriguez, Jambi. Jambi, yeah, even probably Josh Donaldson. Yeah, okay. Carpenter. We do love our baseball. We can't talk about it that much. First of all, Phillies close it out tomorrow. I think he agrees with me. Yeah, I think he also agrees with me that Astros close it out tonight against the Rangers. Can I say one thing about yeah. Otuve or whatever that's sorry five eight year old guy? Look, as much as I don't like him, he's a great. I guess he's a great baseball player. But you know what? I'll tell you this: I don't get who's that left-handed batter from the Astro that hits bombs all the Alvarez. time. Alvarez, Alvarez, Alvarez hits bombs everywhere. Now, what I don't understand is Otuve. He's five eight, five nine. I don't Alvarez get probably like six foot four. Who the Alvarez guy is like six foot? Four. Yeah. But Tuve is like 5'8". You're right. And I don't get how does two different people hit the ball by the same distance. Can I say this? Can I say this? It's based on a conspiracy theory. I think in 20 years, his teammates will come out and say, that dude was on roids. P.E.D., whatever you want to call it. I really do that's going to come out. It's going to be someone like Jose Canseco that will just spill out the beans and everyone's going to give him an ast, an ast, uh, what do you call that? An aster for whatever that he won't be in the Hall of Fame. I really do. I think it's nuts. All right, all right. So we're just going to go to college football. Let's start with Penn State and Ohio State. This was actually a really, really good game. Yeah, and I was, you know what? I tell you the truth. I think the McCord quarterback for Ohio State has got a lot to learn. I think they got very lucky that they have Harrison Jr. I think if they didn't have him, I don't think that they would have won. I do. I will tell you this. I watched that game. I think Penn State is good. But what they don't have is what the announcers were talking about. They don't have that elite athletic wide receiver that can get open by themselves and just have that natural speed or natural distant uh, uh, separation. Penn State probably has a better quarterback. Well, they do, but they don't have that receiver. Right, if they had Harrison, they'd probably be talking about national championship. Exactly, exactly. And I think McCord, McCord is light years behind McCarthy. He's a freshman, Michigan. though. McCarthy's a senior. Yeah. No, no. actually, he's a junior. Okay, sorry. A junior. So, I mean, you do develop quite a bit in two years. Remember that. Right, remember. But I'm amazed. I'm amazed that Ohio State 
has kicked away that wildcat offense and gone back to that white boy quarterback offense that brought things together for Michigan, Tom Brady, uh, um, uh, um, Henson. Well, you uh, got to remember, they got Day as their coach, folks, and it's him against the world. Okay. Remember that? <laughs> it's him against the world, the whole Ohio State. Yeah. So, look. Sorry, I had to add that. So, I really think the problem that Ohio State is going to have is that and I saw one thing about Ohio State. Their running game was not legit. And I think what Michigan's running back from, he's legit. Which I'm surprised that you watch that Michigan Michigan State game, they didn't use Crum at all that much at all. I felt that they should have used him. I lost in the parlay with him. I, I had the parlay with him with 91 yards over or 87.5. I picked McCar- McCarthy with 213 yards over. He got it, and I don't remember the last uh, part of that parlay, but I lost. So moving on, Sean wants to talk about. Duke and Florida State. Let's go. Okay. So, Florida State has this great receiver that used to play for Michigan State called Keenan Coleman. Um, anyway, they were down, mm-hmm. and I really like their quarterback also, Travis. This is his last name. But they were down 22-7. They came back, tied it, and they ended up winning 38-20. So, after watching – Clemson looked like dog shit against Miami and losing in double overtime, which won me some money. Miami winning that game. Um, hey, if you want to talk about your parlays that you won that, that included as part of with it. So a lot so of the, sing, there was a lot of single bets and there was a couple of double bets, but whoa, Miami won me like an extra <laughs> thirty bucks this weekend. Um, but anyway, they definitely Florida State is the number one ACC team. No one's going to beat them. So they're seven zero, correct? They're five and zero in the ACC. Duke is five and two, or two and one in the ACC. Look, I'm going to tell you the truth. They came back. Florida State came back, right? It's a big game. It's I don't think I don't remember the last time Florida State came back like that, and they looked like a team like the old Ohio uh, the Florida State coach, the guy that died about ten years ago, the the guy that kind of started that. Hoo-ha, franchise, kind of showboat. I got my players. I'm showing off. That's the type of guy. I don't remember his name. So, going to, Oh, man. I Bobby wish, Bowden. Who, who is it? Bobby Bowden. Yeah. Because there's another Bowden that is yeah. the son, coach. So, different team. that guy is probably the guy that started that whole showboat, almost that pre-Deion Sanders era. I give him credit for that. He created that era, and then Deion Sanders went to Florida State and then just fed off it. So that's kind of, to me, that's where I get that Florida State. I remember when I was a little kid, Florida State was the team to beat, and Michigan was like, you know, Michigan was good with Bo Schumbacher, but they were never going, they weren't no Florida State. So until the, Woodson and all those guys came through. But going to the next game, Arizona, Washington. What are we talking about? I don't know how this game was so close. Arizona is one in five before this game. And it Washington did their job. They won the game. Okay. Um I think but, but but I don't I mean this game is at home. This is in in, in Washington and you are probably you're playing a team that's one and five. You're seven and zero. Oh. This this had to be a bigger favor than the Michigan Michigan State game. Oh yeah, the Michigan Michigan State game was twenty five and a half. So this game had to be a thirty one point. Well, I think it was 22, 25, 20, yeah, something like that. It had to be Spare. bigger than the Michigan game. Well, it had to be. I think it had to I, be at least twenty eight. I think one of those things is that this is what sports is great. You can't always project the future. And this is what gambling is about. Gambling, if gambling was so guaranteed, everyone would gamble. But to be honest with you, you get 22 kids out there, the starters, from offense and defense on each side, and they duke it out. And you know what? Maybe Arizona had a feeling, and they're like, you know what? 
We don't want to lose no more. Well, Arizona State had nothing nothing Arizona. to lose, of course. Of course. It's the Sun Devils, not Arizona. Right, but here's the right. kicker. Michael Pendix didn't look like a Heisman Trophy winner. He oh. threw three picks, and his defense saved his ass. It was literally eight to seven, or it was it, either way. It was a tie, tie game, or it was seven seven. And if they didn't get a, a pick six, ran back for eighty nine yards, they wouldn't have even won the game. And Washington would not be in the in the talk. Um, of still the opportunity to win. Okay, the key is they won. The key is one though. They beat, they've beat they, Oregon. They they did they've done their job. They squeaked by. They got a shitty Stanford. And they go. And they got a shitty USC because they have no defense. They're going to try be, be in the bowl games. That's the important. They you still have to want be, to be in the national championship. Exactly. That's the important thing about good teams. You know what they do? They find they, ways to win. They find ways to win. All right, here's a here's a surprise. But here's a question for you. Whoa, oh, we gotta go in reverse. If if it's a thirteen and zero Washington, yeah, and a thirteen and zero Oklahoma, thirteen and zero Florida State, thirteen zero in Georgia, thirteen and zero Michigan, we got a shit show. All right. We but, got a shit show. But it it, it it all depends on the on the rating of the other other teams that they play, the ratings of the of the the AP poll and the who. Which means though Washington would be in because the Pac twelve is amazing. It There's is better rankings in the Pac twelve. Can I say one thing? I'm so sad the Pac twelve has ended. And I really do I I really don't I really don't think that USC and and UCLA and Washington should be in the Big Ten. So Florida State probably gets snubbed because the ACC sucks. Uh, yeah, because they suck. They, you know what the ACC needs more than what the Big Ten needs is Notre Dame in that conference. Before we go on to the next game, I want to talk about two teams that are still undefeated. This week, a shout-out to the anybody that's in the military and former military and anybody that served our country. Amen, brother. Army play our Air Force played Navy. Mm -hmm. It was a close game because they always are a close game. It was always, seven, always seventeen six. Yes, Air Force. Who? Air Force is seven and zero. Wow. Now they're still not getting respect in the pool. Well, they are ranked nineteenth in the country. Yeah, and they're still undefeated. Yeah, I mean they're playing the Mountain West. The yeah. only team that they possibly have to worry about left is Boise State because this is just Boise State. Okay. If this team gets thirteen and zero, uh, this is where there's going to be a conflict for a second here. Now I'm not I, talking national championship, but here's what I want to ask: If Air Force goes thirteen and zero, yeah, and a James Madison, which is a private school where yeah. some of the scholars have gone to, yeah. Um, I like how I throw those scholars in there. We'll get to that a little bit later. Sean knows um, how to read, folks. I was actually going to about what we did in Grand Rapids this weekend. But anyway. So. Read. Anyway. James Madison, scholar, 7-0 and team. So you would have two teams that are undefeated. Let's just say they go 13-0. Do these two teams deserve... I'm not saying to be in the playoff. I'm going to say, do those two teams deserve to be on New Year's Day Bowl? Yes, of course. Army, I mean, come on. Air Force. Air Force, of course. James Madden? Yeah. Yes. You know why? Because, you know what? Those kids deserved as much attention as Ohio State, Michigan, any of those teams, Alabama, and all that. Look, you don't have to be... Just a football nerd to be ranked and go to to the BCS championship playoff thing. These are smart kids and military people. And military people, so they should get the same respect as any other team. So, but, but I would, think I it's would, it's going to be possible. Would you take? Yes. A, would you take an Air Force or a James Madison over an LSU one loss team yes. or a Notre Dame one loss team? Yes. I of would. Of or, course, it's best because it's all a Missouri about, one loss or it's all about, Ole Miss one loss or Bama one loss. I mean, I would all love about, to see it, but I yeah. don't think it's going to happen. But it should because it's about respect, about how you get to thirteen zero. It's not about it's not about sometimes it's not about history. 
it's about if your team can go 13-0, you deserve to be there. I hope you're right. You just do. All At right. least on New Year's Day, right? I mean, of course. Two teams would deserve to be on a New hell Year's yeah. Day. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, Here. next football game. Here's another surprise. UCF in Oklahoma. Well, that was a hell of a game. 29 to 31. I love that I took a live bet on this plus six and a half. But when was did you. I was a little bit worried. In the, I did it like in but the. But when did you take the live bet? Third quarter. And they were. Oklahoma was down? Correct. By how much? Three. Okay. That's but not here's good. Here's what got scary. It got scary. Tell us. When Oklahoma went up eight. Ooh. But why? Because you want them to. I needed UCF to cover six and a half. Oh, so you didn't say that. Sorry, my bad. I needed UCF to cover six and a half. Plus oh. six and a half. But the problem was then there was only three and a half minutes left. Yes. And UCF. Had a fourth and 18, and the running back ran it for a first down. Oh, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. they ended it. Woo! I was like, oh, <laughs> we got a chance. But then, woo! That's a Ric Flair. Woo! But woo! anyway, a miracle happens. They score a touchdown, and they don't get. Then, now I'm thinking, you know, it's 31 29. Oklahoma is ranked sixth in the country, you know, fighting for, like what I said, and the national championship also. At this point, as a better. With the go, with me having a six point spread, six and a half point spread plus, I'm yelling at the TV saying, "Gosh damn it, Oklahoma! You better play some effing defense because I don't want UCF to score. I do uh, not want yeah. this game to oh go yeah. to overtime because if they win by seven, I'm effing the butt." Yeah. So it was a great news. Oklahoma won thirty-one twenty-nine, and I won some money. Amen. Boom. Amen. Let's move on. You know what? This game actually was really surprising. Texas. Number eight? Yeah. Versus Houston. Houston. This is a surprise to me. All right, folks. All right, this is a rival. 31-24. Now, I've guessed, but what I heard, this is going to be one of the last. Texas was favored by 14 at least. Yeah. So, Texas is 6-1 now. Only lost to Oklahoma. And Houston is 3-4. But this is what I didn't really know. This might be one of the last times. That Texas and Houston will play each other. But I don't know why. But what's great about this game is that Houston kept this game close. Close to the whole thing. And I was, you know, I think, to be honest with you, Texas took a lead, like, bad out of hell. And then Houston comes back. So it's like 24 to 14 going into the second half. Houston scores a touchdown. Texas scores a field goal. And then goes in the fourth quarter. Texas, of course, wins that quarter 7-3 to turn out to be 31-24. This but, would have but, been a devastating loss for Texas. Yes. If they win out, they still have a chance to have a rematch with Oklahoma. And what do we say? If anybody that pays attention, and if you're new to the sports world, this is huge. It is always better to lose at the beginning of the season than lose at the end of the season. So in a rematch game of the Big 12 championship, if Texas beats Oklahoma and they both have a one-loss team and somehow... Ohio State and Michigan both have a one loss, or Florida State has a one loss. Texas will be in the playoffs, so they're right. keeping their hopes alive. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. I mean, I can't wait for next year because the Big eight Ten, teams. because eighteen, or twelve teams maybe. Because next year, next year is going to be so. It's, 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 it's going to be so wild. It's going to be so. All right, here we go. Here we go. Washington State, Oregon. 24, Washington State, Oregon, 38. Oregon did their job. This game wasn't as close as the score it shows. Oregon really just took over and then just beat down. I mean, I don't know how Oregon Oregon should always be in the BCS Bowl, and it should be legit. It should be. They should be there this year, maybe the following year. And they did their job, too, to try to stay alive so they can play for the Pac-12 championship rematch. Against Washington. So, a one-loss team still trying to hang on. Okay. The upset of the game, of the, of the night, weekend. 
Virginia, North Carolina. This is embarrassing. This is, <laughs> this, is this is absolute dog shit. Mac Brown, you used to coach the Texas Longhorns. Now you're at North Carolina. You finally turned this program around. You got your number one receiver back for the second week in a row. You're number ten in the country. You're six and zero. You're playing a dog shit, like awful. One in five UVGA, UVA. And you lose 31-27. This was not in Virginia. This was in North Carolina, Chapel Hill. You lost at home. You're done. I don't care if you beat Duke. I don't care if you somehow upset Florida State. I don't care if you win out. You're done. Big and big. You might be able to play on a New Year's Day Bowl, but you're done. Hey, you're done. Hey, North Carolina, it's okay. You got a basketball season to go through. Hopefully you do better than that because you know what? You don't belong in college football. Was, Who do you think you are? That was bad, buddy. That was bad. Bad, bad, bad. All right. Bama wins. No surprise. Here's, here's a surprise to me. I cover that spread. Tennessee, Alabama. I lost in the parlay. One of my parlays. But I did pick Tennessee to cover 14 and a half. I think I changed it, actually. You must have changed it. Because I think oh, it was. Oh, you did save it. Because I. It was I, 11 and a half originally. Was it? Oh, I bumped it up. Because I thought, you know, it, it could happen. It could happen. All right, one. All right, should we talk Ole about Miss struggled with Auburn? Yes, they got the win. But you know, it's always an arch rival league rule. Two teams within driving distance. You so don't. Ole Miss still and Lane Kiffin keeps their hopes alive with the one loss to be in the SEC championship. Wow, here's here's a meme of the week. USC Caleb Williams, man. If you ever go on the internet. Check this game out. Check the memes out. He is hysterical when they lose the game. He's doing this. He's always. I wish I had video on this of me shaking my head around. No but more Heisman talk. Put him in the background. <laughs> he's not going to New York. He's got two losses. It's this over. was a game that he he had to have. Like this is a game that the, I love the Utah Utes. I love them. Go Utes. But why do you but, love? Explain to people. People, the American people, I got Bill Cuspy, the American people, Pilly Pop, tell us, why do you love the youth so much? Why? Besides that coach, that coaches Grand Rapids Gold, tell me, why do you like the youth so much? Please, tell me. So the youths, remember when it was way back in the day when they went up in the, the Peach Bowl? No, I don't remember. I, I, I probably was up. It was Alex Smith. Their quarterback. Oh, you're right. They were the underdogs. They were playing either an LSU or a Georgia. It was some SEC team. It, but let's just put it, whoever they were playing, I'm sorry, it was a long time ago because it was Alex Smith. And that's the guy that played for the Washington Redskins and blew out his knee. He never thought he was going to come back. God. And he surpassed everything to be back. Oh, and Utah wasn't even on the map. Okay. You okay. Put him okay. on the map? Yeah. Urban Meyer. Oh, you're right. Oh, I remember Urban Meyer. But you hate. Meyer was but you don't like Urban Florida. Meyer. I don't, but I'll love him when he comes to Michigan State. He's anyway, not. He's not. You heard it here first. No. Urban Meyer comes to Spartyville. Look at this, folks. Let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you why he's never going to Michigan State. You know why? Look at me, Sean. Look at me. Look at me. This is reality talk. Real talk. Real common sense talk. You know why? Because he can't do that against Ohio State. Because if he does that, he has to play against Ohio State. He won't do that. He's a native of Ohio State who was born in Ohio, so he's never going to do that. He's just not going to do that. If he if he was uh, if he was coaching like Alabama or Auburn or whatever, he would have came to Michigan State. I'm going to say that. But because he coached Ohio State, there's no way in hell. Is he gonna coach against his own his old team? He just no way. It'd be like it'd be like Bo Schembrecher getting fired from Michigan from Michigan and coaching for Michigan State. He just wouldn't do that. He just wouldn't do that. It's just never gonna happen. And besides, Urban Meyer has got problems between his legs, and he's got to keep his. Ding dong anyway, the Utes beat USC on the last second field goal. Caleb Williams is now lost two, and he can't even talk about being in the Pac-12 championship. Now it goes to the Utes, Oregon, Washington, and Oregon State. Two more games I want to talk about. First of all, 
first of all, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna forget about the LSU game because I don't think that was game was a really fair contest against Army, and it was kind of. I think that's a that's a weak game for LSU to play against Army because you got military kids who don't give two cents about college football unless it was 1935. So the game of the the game that they got screwed the most is Minnesota, Iowa. I lost because Minnesota because Minnesota got a very fortunate penalty for them at the end of the game and Iowa lost. If that if Iowa won that game, I would have won my parlays. That's one of those games I would I would have won. So I do think I do think Iowa might be a little bit overrated. I don't think they have, really have the offense to do anything. Yeah, but uh, that side of the division is always so shitty. Everybody has two f- fucking losses, and then they go up against. Sorry, I swore. But they go up against everybody that's undefeated. Like Michigan is going to be undefeated. Ohio State's either going to be undefeated, or if Penn State pulls off a miracle and somehow there's losses, it's going to be one loss. And these douchebags on this side where the bracket is set up so awful, you yeah. have two or three losses and meet in the Big Ten while these guys are over here with three, four teams with one losses. Yeah. It needs to be reconstructed. Yeah, it will. Well, it, it, will, be just, it, will, be, it will be reconstructed with the teams coming in. But I will tell you this. I'll tell you this. Like, again, as live as we are, we got the Astros winning again. I mean, Astros are just a beast mode. They're beating... The Rangers and I mean I don't know how to explain it to you, folks. Folks, we've we've really got to go to the NFL. We do. All right. First of all, we're starting we, with the most miserable game of the look, life or what? I'm telling you. All right. So this is to me. This is what happened. To me, this is the Baltimore Ravens is the first team that they had to play against. They had a decent quarterback, Mister Kansas City Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but that was the first game of the year, so everyone's kind of crusty. It's the first game of the year. I think I give I give Kansas City the benefit of the doubt for being crusted the first year of the, for this game of the year. I'm not I'm not playing it slow mo for Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions deserve that win, but going into Week Six, you're going to yeah we're going on Week Seven. I'm sorry, you play against. This is what surprised me about Baltimore. I talked to our last podcast. What did I say about the Baltimore receivers? They suck. They dropped the ball. But oh, all the time. They the ball. Score and all that. So this time, we know what they did. They caught the football. This Andrews had probably 30 points in fantasy. Yeah. Del Beckham caught the ball. The, the game was decided not because Lamar Jackson. Let me tell you this. Not because Lamar Jackson. The game was decided because the wide receivers caught the ball. Not just Andrews, but the other receivers on that team. If those guys did not catch the footballs, Gus Gus Edwards would never had that many points for fantasy football. Andrews would have never had two touchdowns. That's for sure. If it wasn't for those receivers, I'm not even talking about Beckham. I'm talking about the other guys that dropped the game, the balls against Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know what happens with between Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore, but they don't know how to catch a football. But against Detroit, against the NFC, they're 19 and one now. Am I right? It was 16 and 17. He's, so, he's only lost one game against the NFC Lamar. So, so think about this. So, That's, I don't But I, we should have done a research on that one. Look, I really think I really think that this game was not really a trap game. This game just happened to be an unfortunate time for Mich- for Detroit Lions. I think this is going to be a good lesson for Detroit. They are on a high wave. They're doing real well. They're 5-2. You're going to play against the Raiders. Are you going to play to the level to the Raiders, and not the Raiders are not bad, but they don't have uh, they don't have Guapolo, but Guapolo might be ready for that game. So Gibbs, he didn't play that bad. He just he got a touchdown. He got a touchdown. He needs to be more aggressive, be more confident. I think St. Brown is doing way too much. I think Williams needs to be more willing to uh, know where the ball is going to be when he turns around to catch the football. I did see a lot of that with Williams, the second-year guy from Alabama. I do think that he needs to focus more on knowing where he has to be and where the ball is going to be when Jared Goff is going to throw the ball and not be so surprised. One ball hit his helmet. The other 
ball hit his hands. He couldn't come down with it. So I do think that Williams needs to be more focused. I think St. Brown's doing a great job. I think Laporta's doing a good job. I think the other tight end's doing a great job. I think Gibbs is doing a good job. Unfortunately, you need sometimes, I guess we need Montgomery for the experience to get those third down and third twos or third down and fives and all that. So the, it's the fourth down management shot when you need it. So saying that, I think Detroit is still uplifted. I think it's a good loss for them to lose. I think it puts them back to reality. I think that will be a good lesson to be taught. Going on from that. And just a reminder, they're on Monday Night Football next week against the Garbage Raiders. All right. Just a heads up. So let's talk about the the Denver Donkeys against the Green Bay Packers. We're going to start there. It's going to be worse. Because we both lost parlays. I mean, it was a single parlay. Oh yeah, we did have it in a parlay. I had him in parlay. We had to. We didn't. We didn't lose because of that though. We had him plus six and a half. You had well, I lost the Rams suicide. Yeah, the Rams suicide. That could. We were on the Rams, and the Rams screwed us in a parlay. Um, because I'm a gambler, I made a bet with the last three minutes, and I took the Packers to win the game and. To be honest with you, how much did you win this weekend? I did real well. I won over nine hundred bucks. So it's not Thursday. So me losing twenty bucks there, and I have a couple of bets still, whatever you know, going on. My so losing twenty bucks was nothing. But. All right. So quickly, we're going to go to the Chargers and the Chiefs. This game kind of surprised me because the Chiefs dominated the game. The Chargers, Eckler, I don't think he scored a touchdown. And I don't think I think Kelsey scored a touchdown, but Kelsey has so many yards that he still didn't do much. And uh, it's a weird game. You thought it would be a more high-scoring game. Uh, Herbert, he, you know, Herbert did all right, but I don't. I really don't think he really did much. Um, here's a little bit of surprise: the Raiders and the Bears, and Horry played for the uh, the Raiders because Guapolo's hurt. Uh, thirty to twelve. Any any background perspective on that game? Or sure. Nothing good other than Jacoby Jones scoring a touchdown was positive in that game. Hoyer struggled. Give credit to the Bears because they had a rookie quarterback. That's amazing, the rookie quarterback. Does that mean that Justin Fields is gone? No, I'm just kidding. That's his bullshit talk. All right, the Browns and the Colts. That was, I'll tell you what, the Colts got screwed off one penalty, a non-catchable ball, and the referees, Sean's going to say this, that the NFL wants who in the playoffs. Okay, so here's the thing. It was 38-33 with three and a half minutes left. Sean Watson had gotten hurt in the first half. And P.J. Walker is an average quarterback. He was with the Carolina Panthers before. He's from Temple, just like Cosby. Um, You know, he's not a terrible quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. I mean, they still have that Amari Cooper as a receiver. They still have Kareem Hunt. But anyway, I make a live bet. And I'm sitting here, you know. They're marching down the field. They got that fourth down. They got past the 50-yard line. And then it was a third down or something, and it was a flat, a ball thrown in the end zone. And even though it benefited me in the Cleveland Browns because I put $100 on a live bet, and it was plus 360 to win 470 And they called a pass interference. The ball oh was not gosh. catchable. It, it was not catchable. Not catchable. I've never seen what well, I've seen. Kind of reminds me of that Saints game that went in and throw a penalty. Tie game 1-1 one, one for uh, the Rangers and uh, Houston. Uh, yeah, so we're watching live games right now. It was like third down. So one of these days, we're going to probably have to do a live podcast while we're watching games. So here's, here's the upset game of the week. The Buffalo Bills and the Patriots. But we didn't even say what happened. Then it came down to fourth down. Oh, you're right. And freaking, um, 
It was they, a, threw, they threw the ball three times, and then they went with Kareem Hunt, and he scored a touchdown, scored a touchdown and they ended up going up 39-38. With 12 seconds left. 12 seconds left. The Browns and Colts. Conversion. Remember the Browns won last week, uh, missed field goal by Moody. Um, I'm happy they won because it turned it, 100 turned into 470. But Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, it turned 470. I got lucky. Um, but... I don't know. The Browns haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. And I don't like to say this, but maybe the NFL wants the Browns in the playoffs. Yeah, maybe. The, uh, yeah. They, they need fresh blood out there, folks. Fresh blood. Well, guess who's not fresh blood? Guess who's losing to one of the worst teams out there? Guess who might be the most overrated team going to the Super Bowl? And everyone has them going to the Super Bowl. Is the Buffalo Bills against the Patriots. Now, I don't know what's going on with Josh Allen. I don't know what's going on with any of that team. I've never seen a team so unorganized. I've never seen the Patriots play so bad and good at the same time. So I want to give us a shout-out because, I mean, we're all talking about how, you know, bad the Buffalo Bills are and all that stuff, and I get it. But I want to give a shout-out. I do not like this coach that much, but Bill Belichick won his 300th win. That's, That's a big accomplishment. Well, yeah, I mean, especially when you Regular don't have... season or whatever. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, but, of course. I mean, we diss Mac Jones a lot because he is not good. He is truly not that good of a quarterback. No. But he, um, 25 of 30 today, 272, two touchdowns. Look, ladies and gentlemen. Not bad. Look, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. When you are playing sports it's not how good you are or not how good you are on paper it's how good you are on the moment if you're not a moment type of player you're not going to win championships if you're a paper type of player you're going to win championships in your mind and your imagination your your daydreaming that's how you're going to win your fantasy guess who got a second touchdown today who zeke elliott what is Ezekiel Elliott gonna be the comeback player of the year for the NFL? I don't know. You don't know. But anyway, Patriots are a big surprise win that game. Um, another big game. Tyrod Taylor, baby. The Giants almost beat the Bills last week. And they beat they beat the Washington Redskins Psyche Commanders. The Giants are a better team when Tyrod Taylor plays. Oh, Daniel man. Jones is not good. Is this does this mean? But they just signed him to a huge contract. Does this mean that they're going probably write Daniel Jones's contract out? I don't know. No, think about this. Do you would you cut a check if you were New York Giants owner GM and say, hey, instead of forty million, we're going to give you thirty million, and then you're going to walk. Who knows? Do you do, you do four, that? It's a four or five year contract, though. But it doesn't matter if you can look. If I was Daniel Jones, and you know you're a caboose of a quarterback, not good at all, and the team is about to cut you anyways, because think about this, they may cut you, and you may never play again. I don't again. know if they can cut him after just starting the season and giving him his first-year contract. No, but they can reconstruct his contract during our off-seasons. Hey, you did not perform the way that we wanted you to. You're right. And we're going to give you $30 million instead of 40 and then you're going to walk. Would you think Daniel Jones is probably going to have to do that? If and then he'll, I would. Then he'll never be a starting quarterback ever again. Of he'll course be not, because he's not that good. He's not. You're right. Exactly. So if I was Daniel Jones, I would take that check, take thirty million dollars, put that in, put some of it in investment, and buy whatever you need to buy, and then live your happy whole corny life and become a sports analyst. Can we talk? Well, first of all, congratulations to the the Giants today. Can we talk about how bad that Baker Mayfield continues to suck? Um, well, they're this three is and one three. small bet I lost. They're three and three. They, I mean, that can't be that bad. I mean, Look, they're not good. good. They're no. actually, yeah, okay, they didn't have their bye yet. But they are three and three. But we got to talk about this kid, Riddler, baby. He's back in the news. He goes onto the road in adversity and. Leads him to the winning thing and gets a huge patch to Kyle Pitts. I lost a bet on this. This was another live bet, but it wasn't. Well, yeah, it was a decent large bet. But 
I lost 100 and something on that bet, but I made up for it with the lovely Cleveland game. But so anyone that talks about gambling, we don't win them all. That's the point. So point being is I got to give credit to Riddler. I got to give credit to it's tight end day. We forgot to say it's national tight end oh, day. Oh, you're today. right. You're right. And Kyle you're Pitts right. had a good game. So, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, Atlanta Falcons, first place in their division. That's amazing. So that's a big, a big win for them. Um, I tell you what, Fox. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen. Seahawks do the job. No surprise. So let's do this. Let's do this. Let's finish. Let's just finish this podcast talking about some serious stuff. Now, Sean is coming up on his 10th anniversary of not drinking alcohol. This Wednesday. So that's pretty amazing. Yep, I'll get a brand new coin. Um, uh, it's a good adventure. I mean, I had a good weekend this weekend. I was around a bunch of people that I care about. Um. It was Tony's birthday. He was 46. Tony's there a guy was a lot that, of stuff going on there. I mean, obviously, there was some drinking and some weed, but, I mean, I had no interest in drinking. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I still wouldn't want to do pot once in a while at the end or have the gummies because it hits ADHD. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. But, obviously, I can't right now since I'm on probation. Exactly. But 100% sober, you know, for the last 10 months, technically. That's amazing. Even, even from, you know, gummies and smoking. That's um, amazing. That folks, I mean, like, I'm going to tell you the truth. If you have an addiction problem, go find somebody to talk anything. to. Anything. Sex, yeah. gambling. Yeah. Do it. Um, Do it. Drugs. Um, yep. There's so many different recovery programs. There's so many um, people you can talk to. I'll tell you right now, um, I'll say this even when I go to my AA meetings. I mean, sometimes... Life sucks and it, it's tough. Sometimes you people that just are normal and don't have addictions, there should just be a meeting that says, "Let's go bitch about fucking life." Oh like, yeah. I mean, everybody has a shitty day. Yeah. You deal with people that suck at work. I'm yeah. not talking about in your the 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 people that you actually work with, but fucking coworkers can be a bitch sometimes. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and you're gonna deal with it no matter what, or even when you're on the road, or even if you you're you're in customer service. I mean. Just, I guess my main point is also, even if you don't have a meeting, make sure you don't let it bundled up. You know, even if you don't have an addiction, make sure you talk it out with somebody. Yeah, I think it's important for people to uh, have friends or associates. I mean, I'm thankful that I have friends like Sean hang out with about sports and life. I can talk to, you know, I help out with Scotty. Scotty came over today. We played, uh, we had Crazy Eights. Of course, I'm the Crazy eight champion. Scotty's a real good guy. I mean, he was in a tough, a tough route, and then yeah, so hit, he, a, hit a. Everybody has a different rock bottom. I mean, I'm very blessed that Andres helped and, and, and you know let me sleep on his futon, and things are getting better with my parents and all that stuff. But you know, I'd be sleeping in my car if it wasn't for him. Yeah, I mean, I might be in a hotel, but hotel hotel, hotel. still sucks. But yeah, I mean, yeah, um, it's expensive. It would add up fast. Yeah. Um, so I'm very blessed, like you said. And I'm getting to know Scotty. Scotty's really awesome too. And he told us a real cool story about um, his situation. Oh, his situation, unfortunately. I mean, and hopefully it does. This friend that he cares about doesn't screw him over at the house. And then a maid that came in and helped him out clean his apartment, clean the whole apartment. But she had a real struggle with her life. Her mom had an overdose or drank too much or Died whatever. You know. Losing a losing a parent to some kind of addiction too, and when I was not when I had all my issues, I just want to say, anybody that has an addiction, and if you're a parent um, of a person that has an addiction, it's not a parent's fault. It's their it's my fault. It was it's the fucking kid's fault. It's whoever has the problem's fault. Uh, never blame yourself. Yeah, I mean, I know it's hard, but don't blame yourself. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're learning how to. Take care of yourself as an individual. It's it, it it's a tough role. I mean, it, I mean, like my my dad once told me is this: women have girls have a platform to follow when they have periods and when they have the first periods and when they're twelve or thirteen years old, and womanhood shows up and 
they have to do stuff like that. With men, there's not a, there's not a, there's just not a, a written word, a written rule to how all men should be. And, and maturity just takes time. And if you don't have the balance or understanding of your situation, and Sean is very fortunate that he's got good parents. I also have a good AA group. I also have a good sponsor. I have, I know who my real friends are. I know that, you know, I've come a long way and I still have to fix a bunch of shit. But I have some people that stood by me no matter what. And as much as I want to have a couple of people back still, I know that's not on my time. It's on their time. Um, so I'm blessed to what, for what I have and the people that I have in my life. All right, folks. That was a good. We need to talk about what we, we needed a break real fast of how about we what? left to go and took a, it was such a nice day. Oh, I yeah. I just want to advertise something that is a, new, this. a new restaurant called The Scholar. Yes. It's right It's right basically in front of the Buffalo Wild Wings. It's on Ionia Street Avenue. It's in the backyard of the Van Andel Arena. Exactly. Now, this is a very, very fancy restaurant. I mean, you put it up there as more expensive than Root Steakhouse, actually. Oh, yeah. It looks nice. Um, it's, it's comparable to the Republic restaurant on division that in the two the, the early late 2010s it was a relatively very nice restaurant some people think it's gone downhill i don't think it really has i think it's just been there long enough for people like you know what it's it's just there for example scholars this, is pretty good from what i remember a salisbury steak with probably mashed potatoes was 32.50 the alaskan um salmon was like 42 the scholar at the scholar the scholar a cup of soup was probably seven fifty. Uh, one of the beverages that Andre had was the Hanky Panky. Hanky Panky was the thirteen fifty. I don't know how much his beer was. It must have been six or seven. It was like seven bucks. It was okay. an IPA from Indiana. So prices wide, this is not a place you're going once a week unless you're got unless a lot you're of banked. money. Unless you're banked. It's definitely a birthday party, a special anniversary for someone or but it's definitely also a place that like if you were just going to come after work and have time to talk to people it's got three different levels i like the bottom level the best the actually. bottom level is the best i'm i'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this when i talk to sean there's a back room it's got a little conference room i tell people if you need a place to talk about business go to the scholar on ionia the scholar room you go there about two o'clock in the afternoon or five o'clock. You finish up with the deal, business oh, yeah. deal. Per PS, it doesn't open until four o'clock. Yeah. So, oh, you're right. And it might change. So I don't know if there ever will be a happy hour actually, unless it's just four to six. But it only opens at four. Four or seven, maybe. Yeah. So, but I think that room, I think that place, is a very good place for businesses when you have business folks going in there after work. And have a drink or two. Great place, great environment, old school, old drinks from the 1920s. The the, the a couple of the seats were almost as based like uh, the Al Capone Chi Town um, kind of look to it. I loved it. I loved it. If you want to go somewhere downtown Grand Rapids for a drink before a concert or before the Griffins or the Gold or whatever, go there. It's actually right next to the Grand Rapids Brewing. So, saying that, Grand Rapids Brewing is pretty good as well. But we're going to leave you guys and dolls there. Are we done? Anything else, Sean? I believe we're done. Just if you're still what? Yeah, we're done. So, peace, love, and I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Have a we're, great week. And we're always going to be here. We're going to have a live. We're going to have a podcast every Thursday. And we're going to do a recap on Sunday night or Monday morning when we air it. So be free to make comments. Crazy Dre Podcast Show. There's an email connected to it. Uh, again, Crazy Dre Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Buzzsprout. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Podbean. Thank you, Apple. Thank you, 
Spotify, the whole shebang, other platforms out there that did not manage your pocket, anything out there. If you love it, tell people about it, listen to it. We elaborate about sports, life, gambling, uh, addictions, everything. Next podcast that I probably have is going to be with uh, my buddy Ron. We're going to talk about life, struggles, accomplishments. So my podcast is about everything, not just about one generic thing. I did that for a purpose for everyone out there to be heard. And we're not just one-dimensional people. Thank you, Sean, for showing up. Always great to be here. Peace, love, and we're out of here. Bye.